Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And welcome back to Sunday Q&A Part 2, if you've just finished watching Sunday Q&A Part 1. If you haven't, welcome to Sunday Q&A Part 2. I haven't moved. I have accidentally, all I've done is I've stuck the tripod up a bit and put some festive dealie bobbers on my head. No reason really, you know, just because. I just I was looking at the running time on the front of my phone, it was 20 minutes, and I thought, Christ away. Some people have got lives, you know. <laughs> so, I'm not saying that you haven't, you know. But... Um, I just thought, I'm going to break this in two bits. What should, you know, so that way you can do this bit, or you can just do the miscellaneous or do whichever you want. And this is, I have in my hand, bits of paper. Right, this week's only Q&A miscellaneous questions. Okay, Paul Wilkins, he said, oh yeah, he's, he was running two vans, I got the wrong end of the stick. And it, basically, he's got two Lutons, one he's in, uh, and he's got a second one with a guy, P-A-Y-E, and he's basically paying the guy, doing the career jobs, and using the CX as well. Have I got? Have we got any advice? Obviously, I'd like your advice. If you want my advice, mate, I think you're doing it the right way. I tried doing it a different way. I came unstuck. It was horrible, um, and it didn't make any money. I think the best thing you can do, if you can, focus on getting your end user customers. Try to tie up an end user customer with that van. What you ideally want is a job for that van every day, maybe from the same place would be lovely, or if not, Monday from one place, Tuesday from one place, Wednesday from one place, where you can tell that driver so he knows where he's going to get that job, send that job somewhere, maybe a reasonable distance, and then use the CX for a backload. That's how I would start it, and get good money out of your end user customer. Trying to get end user customers is like hen's teeth, as I've, been, as I've said before, but they are the, I have now discovered they are the way forward. I feel like a newsreader. Uh, they are the way forward. There is no shortcuts that I can see. But yeah, good luck with it, mate. There's no reason we can't. Alternatively, I mean, with the lorries, all the jobs we're getting for the lorries at the moment, we're getting it. We're getting off the CX, and we're managing normally to get pretty much two jobs a day, which is all you want on a truck. So it, it can be done. The other thing I would say is be careful about how many run. If you're running him yourself and you're in the van driving and he's in the van driving, be careful how many vans you expand while you're still driving a van because it's very difficult to sort of manage a lot of other jobs when you've got your own. You know, you're trying to get unloaded. The guy goes, yeah, stick the van over there. Oh, you can't come in 15 minutes. The shipper's ringing. Where's your van? You're like, oh, something goes like that. You kind of need an office base if you're going to run other vans of any size, I think. That's my... My four pennies for what it's worth, like you know. There we go. Um, Matthew Smith, all right, he goes into like three times, it's three, it's three times 15 shifts a week, not a fortnight. Yes, thank God for that. Thank you very much for that. It's really good advice. Again, that's why I haven't done the one on um, drivers as a work time directive because I thought it was three a fortnight, it's three a week, which now explains why my app resets every week. I kept going, it should be keeping track of this, it's not, and it's brilliant because I don't have to keep track of it. And I'm very unlikely to do more than three 15-hour days in a week. I, I normally get in within my 13 hours. 13 hours is long enough. If you start at 5 o'clock in the morning and I'm home by 6, that's long enough. I don't want to be I start at 5, home by 8, three days a week. I wear myself out. Um, uh, Mark Kenny said, I'd buy a T-shirt. Okay, mate. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen, but thanks anyway. <laughs> 
Um, Z, Z, ZLYB2330. You can't come up with a better name than that, mate, unless you're, an, unless you're, what, you're a droid. Was it Star Wars? <laughs> Sorry, come on. What could I call you? Help me out here. Um, he said, can't, can't go... All right, yeah. No, this is actually a proper question. Um, sorry. Um, he said he can't get his UTR number or VTR number from the tax revenue. He needs it to sort his accounts out by January, starting in March. Right, so if anybody knows anything about getting his UTR number or VTR number from the tax revenue, and I think he's starting to worry because he needs to get his accounts in by January because otherwise the tax manager... Now, what I would say, and this is, this is my unsupported and un. un you know, I know nothing, but I wouldn't worry too much because I know these guys are overrun. I know the COVID thing's gone crazy. I know from when I was trying to get the operator's license in, everything has slowed down massively. As long as you keep everything, do everything right you can up your end, send them the emails, and still wait for the VTR number, get to the accountant, get your accounts in order, get everything fine. And then when they turn around to you and go, right, okay, you haven't done this, you haven't done that, you can go, well, I tried to do it and everything is ready to go. What do you want me to do? You can cover your own bases that way. And if they go, um, you haven't given us this, you can go, I have tried to give you this, and here's the email I sent here, and here's the email I sent here. It's not really my fault that I couldn't speak to anybody on the telephone, or you haven't replied back telling me what to do. So that's what I would say. I wouldn't panic too much. Do, Do the best you can, and hopefully, if anything does go wrong, they'll be understanding. I don't think it'll even come to that. I think eventually they'll just go, okay, fine. Because everybody, I mean, we've all been up against it this year, guys, haven't we? With, 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 with the crazy virus and all that kind of stuff. So I wouldn't panic too much. Just keep yourself covered and you should be fine, I hope. Uh, windscreens, this has been interesting. This is a bit of a, a new one. Both um, Tobias Green, you, you know, if you get a chip on your windscreen, you have to take it to the guy and he puts the thing, he goes like that, charge you 20 quid, which never dare anyway. But he says, cheap Chinese resins and a UV lamp, the kind that you check for like banknotes in case they're schneid. Um, the, do the trick. He says, look up Pro Windscreen Repair on YouTube. He says, saves me a fortune. And Paul Davis also says, windscreen repair resin. He says, Halfords, Euros, they all sell it. Save me, save me pounds. So I've got to look into this. I've got a chip on mine. But I think what it all used to be before you, I suppose, I might have to buy a UV light. But uh, presumably, you just sort of squirt the stuff in, give it a whatever, and then put the light on it. As you can clearly see, I've checked the videos. Um, yeah, but anything else on windscreen, anyone else has done it, but that sounds like a blinder. You know, if you, could just, if you get a stone chip, and I'll tell you what it is, it's not the money, it's the pain of having to ring a guy up. Yeah, okay, I can be there 11 o'clock Saturday morning. Fine, that's my Saturday done now, because I can't do anything before that. And, you know, sort of, whereas you could just give it a squirt and sort of blast it yourself. That would be great, so I've got to look into that. Um... Oh, and Ian Merrick goes on, he says, alongside fun with windscreens, because he was the one that brought this up. This is Ian with two eyes. Uh, alongside fun with windscreen, forgot to mention, he got a refund from a key fuel card uh, for the difference between the pump price and the car price, because basically the app directed him to a fuel station that said it took the card. Um, and then when he, he put the fuel in and went to pay with the card, it didn't. Because it's always been a pain with me. This is the good thing about the BP card. Is if you put it into a BP station, you know it's going to take a BP card. But I've had it before where I've got the key fuels card. I know I'm okay with Apple Green, but some of them you pull in. Does it take the card? Does it not take the card? Um, and presumably this is what's happened to him. The app said, there you go. He's got to pay with the card. The guy's gone, nope. So rather than having to pay the full price, he's kept the receipt, bought it up with them, and they've given the money back. There you go. Well done, you, mate. Um... Is it Amir Baines? Sorry, I've scribbled, scribbled frantically as usual. Um, ah, yes. 
This is what you do with your... He said, the problem is you encourage... Uh, novices to enter the industry better to work for courier companies first and get experience yeah by all means I mean I had a guy ring me up it's ironic he's um he's a friend he's a friend of my sister a good friend of my sister-in-law's and he's in the aviation industry as a planner and he rang me up and he said he's thinking about doing the Hermes he's thinking about doing the Amazon I go well yeah if you want to go <laughs> cut your teeth on it I mean ultimately I, the, the thing is that you know that, that can be hard very, very hard. But yeah, I suppose if you were to sign up with any courier company, if you get a van, maybe the first thing to do, ring all the courier, if you want to start as a courier, you, you know, ring all the courier companies in the area, go, I've got a van, you know, got any work for me, give it a bash, you know, learn that way. I don't know, I just I, I just did it the way I did it. I joined the CX because that's what Tony told me to do, I didn't know any better, like, you know, and it kind of worked, but ultimately again, choice is yours, guys. Um, RPAD, he's waiting for his Christmas present. Um, and Paul Davis, do the video with the app on the radius. That's the, that is the golden one. And I've done it. It's coming out probably tomorrow. Hello, Cad. Um, yeah, yeah. I hope you like it. You probably go. Yeah, I know that, Pete. Brilliant. I knew that years ago. Where, where's, 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 where's me toy? Where's the magic thing? But maybe some of you won't. I don't know. Um, Teeny Weed says, um, yeah, this is another point again. It's to do, I suppose this is the fallout of, you know, me getting people to join the exchange. Um, Teeny Weed says, he says, most shippers join the exchange because of the number of drivers. And most drivers join the exchange because of the number of shippers. It is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I believe he's right. I mean, we tried returnloads.net. We tried it for two months. Didn't get one, didn't get one functional load out of them. Turned it in. Use the exchange. I'm getting two, three jobs a day, normally two, once, sometimes very rarely get three. So are the lorries, the vans, I was getting three jobs a day. That's the reason it's there. It's because none of the other platforms offer that kind of, um, you know, kind of jobs. And, you know, people might moan about it, but everyone who's moaning about is using it. So, um, and no one else has turned around and gone, well, actually, you're using this, but there's this much better platform out there, and which may be because they're keeping it to themselves, but surely if there was, I'd have heard about it. By now, after two and a half years of doing this, if there was something out there which was genuine, you know, could also offer the same kind of service, even half the service, I kind of think, well, I might jump on that too, but it seems to be, you know, certain things have a natural monopoly, and this seems to be the one. Um, Steve, SDC Services, said... Um, yeah, of people that join the exchange. He says a lot of he says don't do it. He says a lot of people do it. One in ten make it. The rates are at an all time low. He joined years ago when things were good and got better rates. Do your research. Get local contracts. Again, he's not wrong. Um, I mean, I don't know if his figures are right or who makes it and who doesn't. But um, certainly do your research. Get local contracts. Um, Get end users, they are very, very difficult to come by, but is the way forward. Ultimately, you want your own customers, you can charge them more money, you can deal with them directly, you can do the the, income, the um, credit controls much easier. Um, you know exactly where you're picking up from every day because it's normally, you know, they're builders. Um, the exchange is still good for backloads. But ultimately, it is the way forward. You can survive on it. Um, but really, ultimately, if you want to make a lot longer things, customers, he's, he's dead right. Are, yeah, yeah, what he says. Uh, Longfinger, he says, he, he says, also look at the price of the Luton vans. 
He says they're ten to twelve thousand pound now. A decent double what he was two years ago. I suppose, in fairness, I bought mine three years ago and it cost me ten k. But um, but I think bands have gone up a lot. People have said that. I mean, I don't know if it's the same with lorries because my lorry's still relatively cheap. But um, bands, I think, have got expensive. I don't know why. Um, oh, and another, another another top tip, and he said this one before. It's fair enough. He says if you want to cut down your exchange prices, get small fleet, which is what I've got, um, and share it with a mate or two. Um, and please don't rely on the CX for a living. It's a backload site. Yes, as Steve SDC says. Yes, ultimately you really want your own end user customers. It's very good for getting backloads. The small fleet thing works. You can get the small fleet. It's dearer. But if there's three of you, you can get a small fleet and then you can operate as like a small fleet. The only thing it does get a little bit more complicated is you start to see everybody else's jobs in their area. The the invoice control is not so easy because you've got three sets of invoices. But if, if you've got three people and you're organised, like a little family firm, or you want to run with your brother or you want to run with your best mate, could work. You know? So it's something, it's something to certainly think about that, you know? Um, and he also goes on to say, everyone should get seven and a half and 18 tonne trucks because that's what Pete recommends. Yes, Everybody should be driving an 18 ton. I can't drive an 18 ton because I haven't got the the, um, the license yet. But um, as soon as I have, I probably will be swapping Alice for a seven half ton. I'll miss Alice, but for an 18 ton. Yes, they should. You should all be driving trucks. You should not be driving vans. Why are you driving vans when you can charge double the amount of money, over double the amount of money for a lorry, but it is involved. Um, has an awful lot more on costs and... It, you suddenly start getting in. It's a whole other world of driver's hours, operating licenses, transport managers, where can you park them, what hours can you work. It is another world, but yes, you should all be driving trucks. Now, <sighs> Lee Allen. <laughs> I like trucks. It's a big Tonga toy. Um, I want an even bigger one with an even bigger tail lift. I'm thinking about Moffitt's now. I've gone off on one. I've gone off past 18 ton in my head onto 26 ton. And then I'm thinking, hmm, Mountie Moffat. Hmm, Fork Truck. Hmm, interesting. Incidentally, is it called a Moffat after the, um, the robotic dog in Battlestar Galaxia? Because I think that was called Moffat. But it didn't lift anything, so I'm not quite sure. It was a robot. It's not a robot, it's a Fork Truck. Probably not. Um, Lee Allen. He said, oh, we get on the getting there early thing. Always get there early. No stress. He says, uh, Oh, he also says your drivers should be doing their own coolant and oil checks. Yeah, they should be, but then I can't rely on that, can I? So, and besides, I don't want to give them any extra grief. And for my own peace of mind, I want to see how much oil is in my lorry because if the engine goes, the driver's going to go, sorry. (laughs) I'd rather it just didn't go. Um, And he says the Amazon Relay app is amazing. It is very good, isn't it? In fairness, CX kind of puts yours to shame in the fact it's super smooth. It tells the GPS location is phenomenal. It tells you, in fact, someone told me that. They said the reason the Amazon Relay app tells you the second you get on site, it goes bang, you're on site. Um, the reason it did that is because they had drivers that were 10 minutes away thinking, I'm late. I'll tell them I'm there. <laughs> I'll get there 10 minutes late and pretend I was in a queue. Went, no, you can't do that anymore. So, um, right, what else we got? Uh, Harry Halton currently well, he's working on SDNC and Courier Market Planning Monthly. Thinking about joining the CX, but doesn't want to pay the extra six months up front. He's in Manchester. I know it's something I've replied to, a few other people replied to. It, um, you're right. I don't know what those other things are. SDNC and Courier Market 
and Courier Market. Anybody know anything about um, SDNC and Courier Market? Please let me know. It might be the platform I'm missing out on. Who knows? Um, AZ Manchester. Longfinger says Manchester is probably the best area. I don't have the experience you have up north. I know my area is very good. Um, also, the thing about my area is good, not because the traffic, not because, you know, so it's Milton Keynes, Northampton, um, Watford, you know, Dunstable. The jobs ping up a lot, but also there's very little traffic. Whereas I don't know if Manchester's mine, just both Manchester areas, isn't it? It's not like Manchester City Centre. Um, but yeah, it, it, there will be a lot of jobs. There will be a lot of vans. Because you get a good area, like you're fishing. You know, more fish, more boats. Um, but I've always said I would rather be with 20 vans in competition for 10 jobs in the area than with no van, the one van, the only van in the area in competition for no jobs. Because if there's no jobs, you can't get any job. If, the, if there are 20 of you uh, going for 10 jobs, you've got 50-50 chance. If there are 50 of you going for 10 jobs, you might have a 20% chance. But if there's one van and no jobs, so I would always rather be in a busy area, even if there's more vans. So, But the Manchester, I believe, to be good. I don't live near there, but I believe it to be good. Um... And about that, Mike. And he also goes on. What we oh, no, I missed one. Steve Campbell. Um, Re the CX becoming a man and van platform. He says everyone starts as a man and van, even Eddie Stobbard. It's a fair point. I had a thing about Eddie Stobbard, which I like. And he turned around and he said, We know he'd made it and his company was done. And I thought, he said, I have now got, like, I've got money in the bank, millions of pounds in the bank. He said, And I still believe if I don't go to work tomorrow, I will lose everything and I know exactly how he feels it's a sickness <coughs> also um, something about tyre and circumferences that I didn't understand which I think is to do with that 56 mile an hour thing and why they go 56 miles an hour in tyres and stuff like that but it was informative I just kind of went like that um, and also about the work time directive he says I yeah we went on to the work time directive and time is and he works it really well because they say you can drive for 45 minutes take 45 minutes uh, drive for four and a half hours, 45 minute break, four and a half hours, 45 minute break. And then if you want to do your final hour, he said, what I used to do, three hours, 45 minutes, three hours, 45 minutes, three hours, split the day, bang in the middle with two decent breaks. It's a nice way of doing it. And he says, I used to absolutely hate it when I'd get to two minutes away from the gate and have to take a 45 minute break to drive that final two out two minutes. I know it's ridiculous, mate. I've done it before. Not two minutes, but 15 minutes. I've had to stop at Toddington for three quarters. Well, I think it was, yeah, it was three quarters of an hour to drive another 10 minutes. I would have been fine. But the rules are there for a reason, obviously. So, but yeah, I do, when I do do the one about work time directive and things, I'll come back to all that kind of stuff. Um, John Ramsey, he got quoted 2K for Small Fleet in, in, in sort of some of your second year. Um, and bearing in mind the fact we lost three months down to COVID, he's getting a bit like... They, 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 they can be... I do know that the game is price sensitive. I do know some shippers that got me started that have gone, don't want to pay anymore. Because what will happen is you join a CX and then after you've been on it for a little while, you will build up a list of approved drivers. I'm one of this guy's approved drivers. He kind of said, you've done a job for me. It's my mate Simple Brian. And he says, you've done... you know." So as a result of which we got talking, I met him, he gave me a hard hat. You know, I was working on the CX, and he said, he's not using it anymore, but he still rings me up. And he said, Pete, you got a lorry in the morning? I go, yeah, yeah, no problem. So, um, yeah, but it, 
I think they do need to be careful. I think they're getting a good amount of customers, but it is price sensitive. So, but again, they're going to do what they're going to do. Uh, Lee Westcott, is anyone finding warehouses getting low on stock um, because of the cargo ships off sort of waiting to come in? Now, this has been on the news. It's on Jeremy Vine this week, Felix, though. I think it's this is, some people are going Brexit, but it's not to do with Brexit because Brexit hasn't even kicked in yet. Uh, but it is coming. Um, very soon, ironically enough. Um, it's, I think it's to do with the COVID stuff coming in from China. I don't know how it's going to play out for us. I don't know if it's going to be... I'm always the optimist, but it could be the fact is, well, there's no stock to be moved, so you can't move it, so we don't need you. But I think it's going to be the case if we need this stock, it should be in our warehouse, but it's not. It's in Birmingham. Get it over here. I don't care what it costs. Get it over here. We need it now. Um, or when these ships do actually start to come in, stuff's going to have to be moved all over the place. Having said that, they've got about a week and a half to pull their finger out, and after that, it's kind of um, shut down till 2021. So we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Um, Adam Westminster, is Cambridge any good? It's okay. It's not the worst. It's not the best. You're kind of in between no man's land and, and my area. What I would recommend is um, either trying to get a job on the night before that takes you away or trying to aim west. Even getting up early. I've done this before. Get up early in the morning. If you haven't got a job for the morning, then go and purchase yourself somewhere. Because if you can just go west a little bit, then you're into Corby, Kettering, Northampton, Milton Keynes, all my area. And it's a good, that's a good little area. Just that part of the um, 25, the part of the M1, there's a fair amount of jobs. You will get St. Neots. You will get Newmarket. You will get Cambridge. They don't ping up anything like as often as the areas that I'm in. So that's the bottom line on that one. Um, uh, Mr. Lance, Matthew Smith. He's with. Oh, he did one because I did one on Hermes a little while ago. He said recent, recently applied as a self-employed driver in a car. Has to pay a pound a day for the insurance and forty pound a year for the route, route optimization app, which is considerably cheaper than Circuit. Whether it's as good, don't know. But um, and he's promised one hundred and fifty pound a day. Is this right? I imagine you probably could make £150 a day. I imagine that they will ask you to put the time in for it. So for £150 a day, I imagine you're going to have to do somewhere in the region of 180 to 200 drops. Could be wrong, but I think that's kind of the kind of the pricing they work on. Like I say, it's not my thing, the multi-drop thing. I'm not Mr. Multi-drop. Uh, anybody wants to put me straight on that one, please do. But I don't like the kind of the Amazon mob. They're on around about, I think they're about 200 a day, aren't they? You know, so um, admittedly, a lot of these drops, you might, you might have five in the same street, but it's still multi-drop. It's hard to prepare yourself. You you might earn, you, you might make that much money. You will earn it. Uh, Godzilla's. What do the 18 tons go out at? Ironically enough, they go out around about the same price as the um, 7.5. Um, it's between... I would say the seven and a half quotes between two pound and two fifty a mile. The, the eighteen tons quote between two fifty and three pound a mile. Although if the job's right and it's easy and it's going around the corner, you we do consider it cheaper. Um, minimum price on the seven and a half, I like to go one fifty. Uh, sometimes I go down. I, one day I was struggling. I dropped as low as one twenty. You get to the point where you go, I don't really want to do it much cheaper than that because you bear in mind that you could be on site pick, picking it up for an hour and dropping it off for an hour, and that's all got to be factored in the price. You think, do I want to put in that much extra work for that kind of money? But yeah, that, that's about the size of things. Make minimum on a job on the eighteen ton. Again, about the same one fifty. 
But for 150, it would have to be like six miles and going from base up the road. Like, you know, you don't want to charge much less than that. So, again, because you might go, oh, I can do that in an hour, and then you might find the job's taking three, four hours, at which point with an extra bit of loading time, you go, oh, I put the kibosh on me day for no reason. So, but yeah, that's about the size of things. Uh, Arped, how different is it to get, how difficult is it to get 18 ton jobs in a rigid? I don't know because we haven't got any rigids. If you're going to buy a truck, I recommend you get a double curtain side with a tuck under tail lift. It's the best of both worlds. You can load big loads sideways and with a tuck under tail lift, it'll go on a door. With a, with a normal tail lift, you can't back it on a door and then you're in all sorts of beef and bubble. So, um, but at a rigid, jobs do ping up for rigids. I think once, twice, once or twice I've seen must be a rigid. Once I transported some airport tyres, they kind of went, we'll try it in a skirt and side. They really should have gone in a rigid. I was lucky I managed to strap them down properly and all that kind of stuff, but they're heavy and they roll. And they're thousands of pounds each. I didn't realise, almost tens of thousands of airport, airport wheel, airplane wheels. Um, but yeah, I, would, I wouldn't recommend a rigid. If you're going to go for it, I'd recommend a can. So... Uh, Jim Bob, how much do you need to own three trucks on the operator's license for the first lorry? I think is around it's around eight grand in the bank, and then for every lorry after that, it's around four grand in the bank. I think that's how much you actually have to have. You don't have to have that money. You just have to show that you've got that money available. So, say for example, you want to run a lorry. Um, you can get yourself a credit card with an eight grand limit. You don't use it. Just stick it in a drawer and go. There you go. That's, they just need to know that you've got the money, that if something goes wrong with that lorry, you can get it repaired. Other than go, look, I can't get it repaired, but we need to get these jobs covered, keep it working, because then you're a danger. But yeah, that's about the size of things. There's other stuff involved as well, like getting the operator's license, all that stuff, but that's all been covered in past videos. Please feel free to look back. Uh, and Lee Westcott says, why do some hauliers not like man and van? I, I, again, I don't know. Hello, mate. It just seems to be the thing. I guess everybody starts somewhere. So, right, that's it. I'll split it in two. Um, you got another week, and then it's the short week, and it will soon be coming. So, I hope you're all well. <laughs> Sorry for the delayed one. Sorry that it went out in two goes, but I hope that's kind of eased the pain. And um, now what to do, guys. Take care. Take money. <laughs>